Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known and from you, no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. be with you. Let us pray. Lord, 
we pray thee that thy grace may always precede and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Naamin, the commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and in high favor, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Now the Syrians on one of their raids had carried off a little maid from the land of Israel, and she waited on Naamin's wife. She said to her mistress, Would that my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So when the king of Israel read the letter, he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends word to, to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider and see how he is seeking a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, he sent to the king, saying, Why have you rent your clothes? Let him come to me now, that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naamin came with his horses and his chariots and halted at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naamin was angry and went away, saying, Behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and called on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. But his servants came near and said, My father, if the prophet had commanded you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much rather, then... When he says to you, wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of the God, he and all his company, and he came and stood before him and he said, Behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. The word of the Lord.
reading from Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descended from David, as preached in my gospel, the gospel for which I am suffering and wearing fetters like a criminal. But the word of God is not fettered. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain salvation in Jesus Christ with its eternal glory. The saying is sure, if we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and charge them before the Lord to avoid disputing about words, which does no good but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The word of the Lord. Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was cleansed, when he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then said to Jesus, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are given a lesson about faith. And we are shown a thing that is necessary if we are to be saved. So let us consider faith and salvation as they are shown in the story of the ten lepers. Now to understand this passage fully, we first must wrap our minds around biblical leprosy. Now leprosy is thought of in the Bible, encompassed much more than what we know of today as Hansen's disease. Leprosy covered a host of skin diseases. If an Israelite were to contract leprosy, they were immediately banned from, cast out of society. From the book of Leviticus, we learn of their plight. Leviticus 13, beginning at verse 45. The leper who has had the disease shall wear torn clothing and let the hair of his head hang loose. And he shall cover his upper lip and cry, unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has had the disease. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone in a habitation outside the camp. So, in a very real sense, when an Israelite contracted leprosy, they were no longer human. They were not allowed to live in the city, in society, and were thrown out of town and forced to make their way in the wilderness without a source of income or food or protection. To make matters worse, they were deemed ritually, religiously unclean as well. So not only were these people loathed and feared by society, they were loathed and feared by their religion. To be ritually unclean was equal to being dead, spiritually dead. In fact, the rules about handling a dead body are much more lenient than the rules regarding a person with leprosy. Leprosy rendered a person as loathed and abhorred and feared by society and because of religious laws as one who had offended or found disfavor with God, as one who was cursed by God. Leprosy was seen as incurable. In fact, in the entirety of the Old Testament, there are only two instances when leprosy is cured, both miraculous. The first is Miriam who had leprosy for seven days as a punishment for speaking against Moses' leadership. Now, Miriam was a sister of Moses, and she was made an example of God's power to give life and to take life. And she was only cured as an example of the authority of Moses. And then we read the second one this morning. 
Naamin, the general of the army of Aram, a non-Israelite from Damascus in Syria. Naamin is only cured when he obeys Elisha's instruction to wash seven times in the Jordan River. Naamin is only cured as a proof of God's power. So the only two stories of leprosy being healed in the Old Testament, both extraordinary. To the average person, leprosy was death. The healing of a leper had not been done in Israel for 700 or so years prior to Jesus and was seen as a sure sign of Christ's coming. St. Luke even records this. And he answered them, go and tell John the Baptist what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up. So this morning we encounter 10 lepers, clothing torn, hair scraggly and unkempt, literally living in the garbage dump. If you were to see a picture of this area Jesus walks, there's a high wall and over it garbage. They live in the garbage, consisting on what they find as they search for scraps of rubbish to eat. Their only connection to society is when they shout up and over the wall, unclean, unclean, as someone approaches. But these 10 lepers somehow have heard of Jesus, and when they see him walking down the road, they quit shouting unclean, unclean. They break the law. They begin to shout, Master, mercy, mercy. And our Lord responds generously and with mercy. Instead of throwing them scraps of food or a shekel, we read this. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And they went, and as they went, they were cleansed. Now it's here, brothers and sisters, that we are forced, beckoned, to stop and consider faith. The leprous men did not ask questions of Jesus Or like the commander, Naamin, in the story from 2 Kings, question and scoff. They silently made their way to see the priest. So, on some level, they possessed a faith, a trust, a love for Jesus, even if they were at their wit's end. It is obvious these men had made some sort of intellectual assent that Jesus was, at the least, a powerful instrument of God's mercy and grace. Now, what should give us pause is not the fact of their ascent to Jesus. They lived in a garbage dump. It's not too hard to take a risk or that they believed in Jesus. But what should give us pause is the fact that their belief in Jesus was not realized until they took action, until they did something, until they climbed over the wall and went down the road. The leprous men were not made clean until they walked to see the priest. It was not until they were underway that at some point they looked at their flesh and noticed that they were in fact cleansed, that the leprous sores, the dead flesh, gone, that their skin had returned to normal. And so it is. We are reminded, shown that faith is nothing without action. In the words of St. James, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so faith apart from works is dead. Now, for our own lives, this should make it very clear that it's not enough to merely say and believe and do nothing. It is not enough to say we love and to do nothing. It is not enough to say we trust. 
we trust Jesus and do nothing about it. For that is not faith, nor trust, nor love at all. That is simply words. If the ten lepers had never started on their journey, they would never have been cleansed. If we do not put our actions or put action to our words, if we do not start and continue on our journey, we will not be cleansed. So then, to have a faith in, a trust in, a belief in Jesus Christ is to live your life in a certain manner that exhibits those things to which you have assented. To obey and to follow Jesus' command as did the lepers, that, my brothers and sisters, is what faith looks like. To have faith in Christ means that your faith is proclaimed and acted through the things you do. Bluntly, if you claim to love Jesus but do nothing about it and do nothing about it through your actions, if you fail to walk as did the ten lepers, then you should not expect to be cleansed. To be cleansed requires action. Let us consider another point, that of our salvation. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, we're not ten cleansed, where are the nine? Was no one found to return or give praise to God except this foreigner, this heathen? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now to me, I always get sort of teary-eyed, if you will, when I read these verses. It's a beautiful passage. Here we find the one leper, a Samaritan at that, someone who is at odds, who despises the Jewish religion, and the Jewish religion despises him, a heathen. Here we find that person responding to God's generosity and God's mercy. And it's funny that he begins the story by raising his voice, by shouting, unclean, unclean. Then he sees Jesus, mercy, mercy. And what's so beautiful about this is that he ends the story shouting as well. But this time he shouts praises to God. He shouts thanksgivings to God. Praise my soul, the King of heaven. Here we have a dead man shouting for mercy. Here we have him encounter God, the living and the true in Jesus Christ. And then changed to a live man shouting praises to God. Still shouting praises, the cleansed leper falls on his face, fully prostrate at the feet of Jesus, kissing his feet cleansed leper gives him thanks. The cleansed leper, the once dead and now live man, shows an awesome and overwhelming display of love and affection and praise and thanksgiving and piety. And it is because of this dead man's now live outpouring of love and praise and thanksgiving and piety that he has given salvation. Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. I say that the once dead man was given salvation at this point because although the English word does not explicitly reflect this, there is an intentional use of wording in Luke's gospel. Now, I don't do this, try not to do this too often, but today we're going to learn two Greek words, which I know you're all going to go out and uh, share with the community. <laughs> in the beginning of the story, the Samaritan leper is cleansed. 
go your way, show yourself to the priest, cleansed. Now this word, catharzio, that literally means to make clean, to clean or cleanse from physical stains and dirt. So if we were watching a biblical like shout commercial in Greek, catharzio would be the word used to remove physical stains and dirt. It's also the word used to denote a pronouncement of being clean in the Levitical sense. So when they went to the priest to show themselves, catharzio was the word. Catharsio. And when he, catharsio, however, brothers and sisters, is not the word used in the New Testament when it speaks of salvation or being saved as a Christian knows and uses the word salvation. Have you been saved? That is not Carthasio. That word is sozo. Now that literally means to be saved in the biblical sense. To be delivered from the penalties of Christ's judgment. Sozo is salvation in the eternal sense of the word, not the shout commercial. So it is when the one leopard returns and shows his outpouring of love and affection and thanksgiving and praise, Jesus tells him this, rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Sozo. Rise, go your way. Your faith has saved you. Your faith has given you eternal life. That is what a saving faith looks like. The faith of the saved man is one that not only puts action into belief, trust into action, but one that shouts and praises God, gives thanksgiving, one that falls face first at the feet of Jesus and kisses them. The faith of the saved man is one in which there is a genuine, sincere, heartfelt return of thanksgiving and praise for what God has done for him. It is in the fact that this once leprous man loved Jesus, desired Jesus, longed for Jesus, that he was saved. The cleansed Samaritan desired union with Jesus Christ, desired to be united with Jesus in love and adoration and thanksgiving, and he was. He was granted his heart's desire. Sozo. He was given an eternal life with his Lord and Master. We're shown today what saving faith looks like. It is not only action and obedience to Jesus' commands. It is also, and most importantly, a love, an adoration, a desire. A desire for Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we get one final lesson. The story is given to us so that we may compare ourselves to the ten lepers. It's an allegory, if you will. At one point in our lives, we're like the lepers. Dead to the kingdom of God. Cast out. Now when we encounter Jesus, will we do as attended? Will we begin our journey and be cleansed and fail to show our thanksgiving? Or will we do as the heathen? Will we seek Jesus out? Praise Jesus at the top of our lungs? Will we show Jesus our love and our affection, our deep and profound thanksgiving for what he has done for us? We fall on our faces and thank him for granting us life when we had none. Let us live our lives as a thank offering, as an outpouring of love towards God in Jesus Christ. For in the living of that life, there is salvation indeed.
name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for our president, for the leaders of the nations, for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for this city, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for seasonable weather, for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the good earth which the Lord has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord for those who travel on land, on water, 
or in the air. Let us pray to the Lord. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, George Barnett, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Luca Seraldo, Dolores Clark, Beth Cleaver, Susie Dearman, Braxton Dickerson, Jody Miles Dickerson, Mary Dickerson, Judith Hake, Pat Hayes, Aaron Hill, Emily Lauren Ishi, Kameta Ivanel, Leroy Jensen, Tim Kellen, Colin Lambert, Mary Lou Lott, Kirk Lush, Mike McGinnis, Randolph McLaughlin, Jean Miller, Michael Mitchell, Juanita Myrick, Michael Myrick, Kyle Pearson, Carol Prevost, Joy Winter Roberts, Norman Rao, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Jennifer Scully, Steve Shepard, Will Sherrill and family, Robert Smith, Tony Stiles, Ray Springer, Henry Temple, Terry Valentine, Raina Rima Walters, Nettie and Gary West, and Donna and Milton Wheeler. For your handmaids with child, especially Jane Blake and Mary Ellen Stanson. For those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Brittany Anderson, Maggie Farrell, and Hannah Fontaine. Also for those who are celebrating anniversaries this week. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, John Brewer, Michael Boothler, Mark Carter, Will Chancellor, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Walters, and Wyatt Welch. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord that we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Defend us, deliver us, 
and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and of all of the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. O eternal God, our Heavenly Father, who hast given to us thy children an abiding citizenship in heaven, and in the days of our pilgrimage, a citizenship also upon the earth. Give us thine aid as we journey to that heavenly city, so faithfully to perform the duties which befall us on our way, that at the last we may be found worthy to enter into thy rest. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning, everyone, and, uh, and welcome to St. John's. Uh, you, the, the brave, the few. I was, uh, I think it was two weeks back, I was uh, impressed, I guess, or it impressed upon me that when the saints, last time the saints were in town, we had, we had 38 people uh, absent. And then uh, through, 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 through the week, uh, I had, you know, people keep, keep up with me and stay in touch and things. Uh, and because of events, college football games, weddings, all the other things, I had over 68 people get in touch with me in some way or to have conversations that weren't going to be in town this weekend. So that's, I think that's a, a record for, for, for uh, me or as far as people keeping in touch about things. So uh, if you're wondering why the seats are empty, uh, everybody's gone. <laughs> so, so, some way are doing, doing something. But to you the, who are here, welcome. Um, a few things coming up. The wine tasting is approaching very quickly, and that's our annual fundraiser uh, that, that, that funds the, the uh, local mission work here and, and the missions and ministries of this parish. 
Uh, we have tickets for sale today. Miss Pat Bailey, our faithful verger, and there are other uh, vestry people who are here. So if you have not bought tickets for that or know somebody who might want to buy them or any, you know, help us sell them, that would be great. We have some wonderful trips, uh, a house in Ireland. I think we have the Montana and the beach and all these wonderful things to, to do. And so be on the lookout for that as, it, as that comes nearer and nearer. Uh, I think that is all we have food for tonight. I know the EYC does. Uh, that's all that's really uh, pressing and pending. I do want to tell you about our uh, vision survey that, 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 that the, the uh, vestry is doing. That was sent out uh, Friday, I believe. And we've had a good response from the people. I'll leave that up for, for another week or so. Uh, but we've had some good responses. And what we're aiming to do with that is to see what uh, we're doing well at, see what we need work at, try to sharpen a vision for, for, for the next five to ten years, just just. just you know, kind of see where we are. So it's very important that everyone fill that out. If you do not have, um, if you do not have a, a website or internet access, I will get a survey in your hands, a, a paper form in your hands. Just let me know. They'll be available at the parish office. Elizabeth uh, Higginbotham will send those, mail those to, to those who do not have them out. And I can come pick them up or you can bring them to church next Sunday. Uh, so we'll get those surveys out and every, to everyone. So again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor to his name, bring offerings and come into his courts.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for God's generous grace and mercy. May we turn like the Samaritan to give thanks to God for all he has given us. We offer special intentions this day for Christians who are suffering persecution throughout this world, especially in the nations of Pakistan and Syria, Egypt, Nigeria, and Sudan. And as always, we pray for the children of this world, especially those who are unwanted and neglected, abused, forgotten, and unloved. May we do our best to be lights of Christ in a dark and broken world. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. Claim you, Holy Lord, glorious in power. Your mighty works reveal your wisdom and love. You formed us in your own image, giving the whole world into our care, so that in obedience to you, our Creator, we might rule and serve all your creatures. When our disobedience took us far from you, you did not abandon us to the power of death. In your mercy, you came to our help, so that in seeking you, we might find you. 
Again and again you called us into covenant with you, and through the prophets you taught us to hope for salvation. Father, you love the world so much that in the fullness of time you sent your only Son to be our Savior, incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He lived as one of us, yet without sin. To the poor he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners freedom, to the sorrowful joy. To fulfill your purpose he gave himself up to death, and rising from the grave, destroyed death and made the whole creation new. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose for us, he sent the Holy Spirit, his own first gift for those who believe, to complete his work in the world and to bring to fulfillment the sanctification of all. the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, his heavenly Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. At supper with them he took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Father, we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption, recalling Christ's death and his descent among the dead, proclaiming his resurrection and ascension to your right hand, awaiting his coming in glory, and offering to you from the gifts you have given us this bread and this cup. We praise you and we bless you. We praise you, we bless you, we give thanks to you, and we pray to you, Lord our God. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us, and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people, the bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. Remember, Lord, your one holy Catholic and apostolic church, redeemed by the blood of your Christ. Reveal its unity, guard its faith, and preserve it in peace. Remember all who have died in the peace of Christ and those whose faith is known to you alone. Bring them into the place of eternal joy and light. And grant that we may find our inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary, with patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, with St. John, our patron, and with all the saints who have found favor with you in ages past. We praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty God and Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.
The Lord be with you. The Mass has ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.